Texture Teaching by author Lorena Germán is a must-read book. This secondary professional learning guide will help you implement social justice work while building literacy skills. Add layers of texture into the English curriculum inclusive of diversity. Create a framework for teaching and learning centered in love. In our fight for positive social transformation, we nurture and sustain students' hearts through the tool of books. Learn more and purchase Texture Teaching at Heinemann.com. Welcome to our classroom. In this space, we talk about education, which is inclusive of, but not limited to, what happens in schools. Education is taking place whenever and wherever we are willing to learn. I am your host, Roberto Germán, and our classroom is officially in session. Today's episode features Lorena Germán, the author of Texture Teaching. She's a Dominican-American educator, the co-founder of Multicultural Classroom, and co-founder of Hashtag Disrupt Text. She's also the chair of NCTE's Committee Against Racism and Bias in the Teaching of English. We're excited to have her here today, and it's going to be different. It's going to be special, so tune in. All right, so let's 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 dig into touch your t-shirt. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the experience with this publication and mm-hmm. what you've learned and what you're noticing, and just open it up to processing uh, what this has been since it got published in mid-September. Mm-hmm. So it's been over six months mm-hmm. and you've had an opportunity to sit with that. Um, yeah. Wondering, wondering now that we're at this stage of the half, half year mark with the publication of Texture Teaching, mm-hmm. What are some things that have surprised you along the way? Yeah. Um, you've been doing workshops. You've been doing speaking engagements. You've been getting a lot of feedback about the text. You've been seeing people posting about it, IG, Twitter, Facebook, so on and so forth. What are some things that have surprised you Yeah. in regards to how people are processing Texture teaching, how it's impacting them, how they're using it? I would say that um, I think I'm, I was surprised for a little while to, to see how many college professors were using this book as a textbook with their, with their pre-service teachers. Um, that was really moving for me in a positive way because I know that I've had a lot of conversations with people like on social media but also just in person about how much their education program was um was lacking how much it was missing in terms of these conversations about anti-bias and anti-racism in education and in the classroom and so seeing that professors are like all about it and really hungry for this type of content and that now it's getting actually published 
and there hasn't been a lot of hesitation, you know? Um, so I guess it just makes me think that like the, the excuse, if you will, that like there wasn't this stuff and that's why they weren't including it was real because now that it's out there, they are including it. Um, and so that's been cool to see, you know, professors all around the country, all types of universities and colleges commenting and saying, oh yeah, this is one of the texts in my course on this and this and that. So that's been cool to see. That was unexpected. Um, Were you just expecting it to be utilized by K through 12 folk? Yes. I thought it was going to be mainly like a classroom teacher going out of their own way. In some cases, maybe an administrator being like, okay, let me get a resource for some teachers, right? For my teachers in this building. Um, But also it's been, yeah, I mean, there's been some of that for sure. Um, There's been a lot of teachers, there's been department chairs, there's been principals, um, but it's been a lot of, you know, at the university level, there's just been a lot of that, which I, um, like I said, I just didn't expect that. Um, Call me naive. I don't know. I just didn't expect that, um, you know, college professors were going to be like, yeah, let's use this for discussion, for conversation, for learning about what to do in schools. Like, that's super important, you know? I think it's also hard, like, it's even hard to even say right now, like, I'm a published author. And and obviously, this is the second book, but this book feels a little different than the workbook. The workbook is, like, the, this this little thing that I did, you know, like, this little step of faith, even though that's had its own legs and it's got its own, it's its own project and it's also done well above and beyond what I ever thought it was going to do. Um, but Which is why we shouldn't even refer to it as this little thing. I know, but I think, you know what, I, maybe, all right. Stop I, that. I know. What I mean is, like, it was this little idea that I gave some space to, fleshed it out, and and took a leap of faith, right? And And stepped out on faith on myself, really, just was like, all right, let's just see if anybody really wants to trust me with a little learning, you know, or with some learning. And so that that is that was its own process and project, you know. But with texture teaching, it feels um, what feels so different is that there's there's a whole team, there's a whole company behind it, you know, in a way that feels different from the first book. Um, there's a whole yeah. Shout out to Heinemann Publishing for for the work that they've been doing, supporting, getting it out there. Right. Um, is that Jordan? <laughs> That's brother Jordan and, and and Pastor Dre. Shout out to them. Okay. We, we appreciate the support and love. Yes. <laughs> um. So it just feels like you know there's there's people rooting for this book, working hard for this book to do well, making right. it's carving out you know, space for this book, um, using everything that they have, right? Like that company is using everything that they have, obviously to sell the book, but, but I know that it has been communicated with me. And, and I also feel it that they understand the power of the book, that it's not simply a product they're trying to make money off of. Like they understand the mission and the vision. And so that means a lot to me too, that the company is behind publishing a book that talks about this, particularly in this political climate, right? Yeah, yeah. And and I want to come back to mission and vision momentarily. Yeah. And talk about how it is specifically you're seeing 
the impact of, of the book in schools and different organizations and whatnot. But I want to back up to what you were saying in terms of your surprise that colleges and universities are, are utilizing the text, that professors are integrating it into their curriculum, their courses and whatnot. You know, I, I want to give you a moment. I want to give you space to, to make your pitch. Let the professors know. <laughs> let, let the college and university people know why they should have a copy of Texture Teaching, why their students should be reading Texture Teaching now. <laughs> well, next semester, because this is almost over. But go ahead. Why should they use this book in their in their yes. service teachers? Um, because clearly some people still, plenty of people, we, we appreciate the surprise. We appreciate that it's being utilized. We appreciate that, that folks are really, that it's resonating with them. But there's still plenty of people that either don't know or don't understand or, or haven't invested time in the text or, or, or faith to implement it into their courses or whatnot. Right. So let them know. So, you know, oftentimes there's professional development at schools or in organizations and the professional development facilitator comes in with some very great and important ideas. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're not. Um, all of that is very important. And at some point though, we have to move past the conceptual. And often those PDs are very conceptual. Right. They up here. They're, they're they up, up here. And they and they, they do though. And los nubes. Estamos los nubes. <laughs> and las nubes. Yeah, that's what oh, I meant. Las and las nubes. Las nubes. Um, and I got excited and I said los. Sometimes they do bring it to the individual though. So they'll they'll help people process their own stuff, their own bias, their own layers. Again, that's very good and important. Um, and teachers um, are people that also need concrete steps. Like what, you know, one of the things that we talk about often, what does this look like tomorrow morning at 8.30 when I walk in my class? Boom, tangible. Oh, texture teaching will do that. Texture teaching answers that question. What does teaching for social justice centered in love, um, grounded in theory, in research-based educational theory, what does that look like to teach for social justice through an anti-bias and anti-racist lens look like tomorrow morning at 8.30 in the morning? I have examples. I have suggestions. I have advice. I have tips. I have frameworks. Like, all the things in there. Dope, dope, dope. So, in, in terms of... Well, let, let's stay along this, and then we're going to get to the mission and vision. I, all right? Because I think Jordan got a good question. That, you're like you know, in that pink. What's that? You look really cute in that pink. Listen, listen, you could try your best to distract me from doing my job as the interviewer. Yeah. But listen, I, I, I'm here to work. This is my I, job right now. I like the pink on you. You ain't going to throw me off. This is my job right now. I'm here to work. Nice. That's nice. We got a question from, from one of our viewers, one of our audience, one of our supporters. Do we have a question from one of our viewers? This is from Brother Jordan Botello. Oh. Do you think people outside of education, but teaching at the university level in other fields, need to utilize this book? Yeah, that's a good question. Yes, the answer is yes, um, because it's very much about how do I do this. So even though 
my experience is in English, and I cite a lot of examples from the ELA classroom. Um, I tried very hard to, to make sure that the information and the descriptions are transferable. So if you are in a classroom working with, not even a classroom, if you are in a setting where you are teaching a concept, this might be in an adult learning center at 6 p.m. on Thursday nights. This might be in a classroom. This might be, you know, anywhere. Um, you know, this is for you. This framework is for you. That's what's up. Let's go back to, to mission and vision. You started to touch upon that, all right? How, how are you seeing this impact uh, schools? How have you seen this impact young people or impact teachers? Mm -hmm. uh, and I would imagine that what you're going to share is based on feedback you received or um, testimonials and whatnot. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'd like to hear you share a little bit about how you're seeing the mission and vision of texture teaching manifest. Okay. I'm going to try to concentrate with you in this pink shirt. Girl, you ain't going to throw me off my interviewer game. I'm really trying to do this podcast thing. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Um, okay. Okay. I need a, I need you to ask that again. Again, I was distracted. I was distracted. How are you seeing the mission and vision of texture teaching mm. Mm -hmm. Manifest. Mm -hmm. <sighs> okay. Let me try to concentrate. How am I seeing it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, this is a very interesting time that we're in, in our country, right? Because in this political climate, it can be dangerous. Well, maybe that's not the word, but it can be risky for a principal um, or, or, uh, school leaders to say, let me bring in a speaker or let me engage my teachers in this particular book study, right? Like they could have legit pushback. They can have uh, school board meetings trying to fire them. I'm sorry, or school committees trying to fire them or city councils. So, th th so they, they're taking risks in doing this. And I think that what I've been observing since all of this anti-CRT hysteria has flared up is um, what, I, what I've been noticing is that in districts where you have some pushback, where you have um, people showing up and making all these, you know, claims at, at, at school board meetings, what you have is surrounding districts that that go hard in response to that, right? So let's say there's a district that has banned a, a certain amount of books and they took the stance of we are anti-CRT, right, which is all lies. Well, districts nearby are like, okay, we're bringing in teachers, you know, facilitators to come in and work with our young people. Like, we're just seeing the complete opposite. In those districts, some of those books are selling out because libraries are buying it, because um, department heads are buying it in their English, you know, for their English teachers, et cetera. So, you know, all of that is to say that even though this book was not written in this time, right, it was written, I wrote this before all of this hysteria was happening, it was clearly written for this time though. You know, it was written for uh, this context because I think that a lot of schools are starting to understand, they're starting to see very, um, you know, tangibly why the teaching of truth matters, why we should have never left out conversations about race and bias and issues of social justice. And so they're like, okay, well, how do we do this? 
And so here is texture teaching for them, right? And so I'm finding that the the book is is getting a lot more positive reception than I thought it might. Like I, I expected to see a lot more pushback. I expected to get a lot of the hate stuff that we've gotten in the past. And right. this is that we really, at least at least not to my knowledge, um, we haven't really received too much of that. Um you know, and so I thank God for that for sure. And I think it also just has to do with the fact that people who before may have been on the fence understand that right now there's no time for that. Right. The fence is is complicitness. And so, you know, a number, a big amount of people are like, OK, I'm not on that side, which means I'm on this side. So I'm going to have to put my feet to the to the fire, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. And, you know, I anticipate seeing this grow even further. I anticipate that. Like, what you mean? What you mean, boo? I think this is only the beginning. I think this is only the beginning. Listen, we about to set the word on fire with this texture teaching thing. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be family and trademarks. So you, let me ask you a question. I'm switching it up real quick. So, hold up, hold up. You can't, you can't come on my show, whatever, and, and and try to take over my role, my job. I'm the interviewer. You are walking this journey with me. So, what are you seeing? What are you observing? Your camera's a little blurry. That's what I'm seeing. I'm, I'm seeing like you need clearer quality on your camera. Okay, then let's get a new phone. There you go. There you go. Adding stuff to the budget. <laughs> Maybe you could just clean your lens. We could start there. Uh, what am I seeing? I, I'm seeing a texture teaching workbook of sorts. Um, a guide. I, I've heard you talk about that. Like, what are you seeing in terms of responses? Oh, all right. That's what, you know. Are you all right. watching that, me? This is why I'm the interviewer. This is why I'm the interviewer because I, you know, you you gotta come with the clarity with the questions. Can you just listen for a moment? Can you just listen? For Remember, I'm supposed to be interviewing you. I just want to remind you. Listen to me. Only reason I'm letting you ask a question is is so you stop flirting with me. Got people ready to leave the live because <laughs> <laughs> you can't concentrate. Well, listen, it's that pink shirt. Listen to me. You, you know, pink and black I, go well. You've also been watching me through this process. You yes. grow and, and you know, just kind of like take it on. Take all of this on. So ref your reflection, what's your reflection? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My reflection. I, I see how you create great works that you don't always see the full potential in. Like you see the potential, but you don't see the magnitude of what it can do. And I think I have the ability to see how people are responding to things. It, it I think maybe it's the rapper in me. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was out there really active doing shows, I could feel it in the audience when like, you know, I'm, I'm starting to bring them to a place where they're about to explode, whether it's like the combination of rhymes or the particularly the particular delivery, the you know the the 
the cadence in a particular rhyme, or it's just like this song is doing it, or this hook is doing it, or this beat is doing it, where like they about to go crazy. And so I see many hungry educators who've been waiting for someone to take the all the theory, all the up here stuff, which is good. Mm -hmm. But the teacher's been waiting for you to give it to them in a way where they you're like, oh, all right. Not only, not only was I able to process this up here on the 30,000 foot level, but now I could bring it down to ground level and actually apply this thing. And it feels good. And because it feels good, because like, I'm not just thinking about like, oh, wait, all these terms, diversity, equity, uh, multiculturalism, social justice, so on and so forth. Because they're not just stuck on terminology and, and pro, you know, reading theory and whatnot, because now they have something tangible and they've applied it and they're seeing that it works, then they're feeling confident. They're like, oh, you know, I feel like I'm getting my swag in, in this journey, this social justice educator journey, right? This, you know, trying to apply this A-bar approach. You know, I'm understanding the real possibilities because I'm trying things on that are seemingly proven. And when teachers feel that confidence, right. you know, not only are they bringing the students into it, but then they want to, you know, you want to share that with your colleagues, right? Because you don't just want to see your classroom succeed. You want to see the school succeed. You want to see the community succeed. You want to see your society succeed, right? And so then it becomes contagious. And, and that's where the sustaining part comes in, right? Again, if you don't got this T-shirt, multiculturalclassroom.com. But that's where the sustaining part comes in. Yeah. You want everybody, you want to see everybody winning. You want to see everybody growing. You want to see everybody learning. You want to see everybody applying, in this case, texture teaching. then you start to see the next level impact more clearly, right? But I understand how sometimes when you're so deep in it, it could be hard to yeah. project. It could be hard to, to see that, that, that snowball developing. I mean, I, I think you're getting a taste of it, especially, I, you know. Kind, you know, and now that things are opening up, COVID numbers are going down, things are opening up, more demand for in-person. We were in St. Louis last week with uh, Gateway Gateway yeah. Riding Project at I, University of Missouri, St. Louis. I appreciate you. We we got to, so you're going to you ask me a question, then you're going to interrupt me? I appreciate that's, that's what we're doing here? <laughs> so now that things are opening up and there's more in-person demand, then we're getting to see more of a taste. Because it's a different thing when you're like, all right, everything's been virtual. Right. Ah, you know, this still, it's nice that we have the technology. Yeah, yeah. It's nice that we have the opportunity to engage and, and work 
Praise God. You know, the, the, the virtual space allows for us to keep digging in. But now that things are opening up and we're back in person and you're getting to see people for real, for real, they, you know, no cameras off, no like, hey, is this person really there? Are they responding when I call on them? Or, or, or now nah, we're seeing them in person. We're we're able to read the room better. Yeah. We're able to assess their emotions and whatnot, and they're telling us straight up. Yeah. And and then we're able to group them to do the small group work and let them learn with each other, process together, share out. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Get excited. You're enjoying watching this. Yeah. I mean, you know, most of my work has been in school leadership. So, right. you know, any, these are not my students, but right. I'm equating it to that, right? Like any good leader wants to see the students mm -hmm. grow. You want to see them demonstrate that hunger to learn. Right. But you also want you you want to see them respond to what it is you're trying to teach them. Right. That's encouraging. Yeah. As a school leader, as a teacher, right? As an educator, that's encouraging. You're right. like, oh, all right, let's do this again. Where are we going? St. Louis this week, Dallas that week, Lawrence another week. Mm -hmm. Oh, let's do this internationally. Dominican Republic next week. Mm -hmm. Egypt 2023. By the way, if y'all are interested in going on a trip with us, we're going to Egypt in June 2023. Got a few spots left. Yeah. It'll be crazy. <laughs> and we're going to do Texas teaching out there. Y'all already know. So, Lorena. Yes, baby. Girls, girl, relax. <laughs> What's what is a message of encouragement that you want to share with the people? Mm. You always ask this question and I, I still wasn't prepared. Let me think for a second. You know, I think that what I'll say is being a teacher is really hard. I mean, being a person is really hard right now in the United States particularly, but fine. Being a teacher is really hard right now for a number of different reasons that we all know. And I, I guess I just want to encourage people who are clear, for whom it is clear that they are not leaving this field right now. I want them to feel encouraged that this is a season, that as a field, we will get through and past this. And that on the other side of this is growth. Like growing pains are just that, like they have pains. And, and this is part of that pain something is going to have to change. There, will, there is another side to this because this right now is a hot burning mess. And so we're, we're going to get past this. Um, and, and we might, I mean, I'm not trying to paint it rosy either. I'm not saying we're going to come out of this stronger. No, we might not, <laughs> right? Like we might, as a field, we might not come out stronger than, but I, I'm hopeful that we will come out wiser. I'm hopeful that we will come out uh, ready for for what is next and and maybe more united as a field um right as as professionals in this field and then the other thing i'll say too is um people you know in our society the profession of teaching is not necessarily well respected for different reasons 
And I still want us to walk around with confidence and owning that we are professionals, that we are knowledgeable professionals in our fields. You know, like they need to put some respect on teachers' names. So I'm going to leave it on that. All right, facts of life. Put some respect on the teachers. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Laura. Our peeps out there, what are you doing? What are you doing? Don't you're going to mess up the. We're echoing. Listen, folks, this might be the last interview. <laughs> this this might be the last time I invite Lorena to, to come on our classroom for an interview. I'm telling y'all right now. Oh, uh, come on. I'm getting banned. If this ain't by heavy demand, if this doesn't end up being like the highest rated show, this might I'm be the last time I invite you I'm on. Banned from the podcast. You can't just listen. This ain't the Breakfast Club. See, I love it so much. Oh my! Here we go. Who is that? Who's that? Aguila. <laughs> Mrs. Aguila, <Aguilar. laughs> what are you doing? This is a setup. Y'all going Y'all should request me. Okay, they should request me. Fuck. See, we love the love. See. Listen, y'all. Y'all gonna mess around and turn my 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 podcast. It's a love of hip hop. <laughs> See, this is the best episode ever. See, Lord Jesus, what just happened? Request me, okay? People should start commenting, requesting me somewhere. I don't know where. Put in requests. All right, y'all. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Uh, thank you, Lorena for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me. Yes. Not too far away. (laughs) But far enough for me to miss you. As always, your engagement in our classroom is greatly appreciated. Be sure to subscribe, rate the show, and write a review. Finally, for resources to help you understand the intersection of race bias education and society go to multiculturalclassroom.com peace and love from your host Roberto Germán